is it that that compassionate voice is so important to particularly linking to burnout and motherhood to develop? Because I think lots of people think, no, it's that critical voice that gets me out of bed, gets the school lunches made, gets me to school on time, gets me to work. My critical voice pushes me to do more and more and more. I think a lot of people fear a kind of voice means they're going to lie on the sofa and eat, you know, Twix all day. There's a lot of things there. One is, why is that important for you? And sometimes that's not enough of a buy-in for people to want to change it and develop compassion for themselves because like, well, I come last anyway or I don't, I don't deserve it. So then when we say, why is this important for you? We will hit upon their fears, blocks and resistances around being compassionate to themselves. And one of them you touched upon there, which is I'll be lazy or I'll be complacent or I won't be a good mother. I will just, I will forget to do the school lunches if I don't kick myself. So then we actually have to acknowledge that we have a real fear around being compassionate to ourselves because it means we risk losing something, something that has been serving us for much longer than compassion because compassion is new. And the thing that's been serving us has been the inner critical voice or pushing ourselves or being overproductive. So often I find the way in from others isn't to say, well, why wouldn't you do this for you? Because you'll be more energized, you'll be feeling better, you'll be more well. This links to physical health. So when we're more compassionate to ourselves, we're more likely to eat better, you make better food choices, we sleep better, less likely to have things like cardiovascular disease. There's lots of research that shows the benefits of compassion for you. But again, people resist it. So then the way in for many of us is or the benefit on your children. So when you soften and soothe yourself and you're in a critical voice so that you can be kinder towards yourself, you also are changing a generation. You're also showing your children how you speak to yourself when you make a mistake or how you speak to yourself when you look at yourself in the mirror. Do you pinch your fat or do you go, I'll do. You know, it depends on how you speak to yourself. If you go, oh, I feel really strong today, or these jeans make me feel really happy. They're very soft. That's very different to, oh, does my bum look big in this? The language you have about yourself matters because of the next generation watching you. So if it's not enough to say compassion is good for you because you deserve to be well, it might be too actually alienating for you to consider that as a starting point. Then think about compassion is good for your family too. So not only does it replenish you and top you up, but also your children will benefit from having a compassionate stance because they will learn to face mistakes with more kindness. They will learn to have a go without being so afraid of failure. And they will know what to do when they're facing shame because we all face shame right? So they will know what to do as an antidote to shame. We have compassion. I think so many of us mothers have these critical voices and perfectionist tendencies. And and a lot of what I hear from the mother kind community is I really don't want to pass that on to my children, especially my daughter or my daughters. And when you would say, what I'm hearing you say is take the focus off the child and put the focus back on you because you are going to be the one to model that change. Is that right? Absolutely. I think we want to start with the point of checking the narrative first like is there a reason why you want to not pass this on because you're scared that you're going to damage your child again we're coming into this with sort of a really negative thing like i'm going to ruin them it will be all my fault i am damaging them that's not a compassionate motivation behind your actions that's still a punitive self-punitive like one of my clients said passionate unkindness about yourself so that's still fear-based And fear does not tend to drive change and learning the way that kindness and strength would. So saying to yourself, look, 
it's not my fault. I grew up without learning these things. I want to show my children, my daughters, how to be kinder towards themselves, how to be more accepting of their bodies, etc. It needs to start with me saying to myself, this is really hard. Like you said to me in my podcast that, you know, we can't hold the full responsibility for breaking generational cycles just like that. It's a heavy load to carry on a daily basis when you're also trying to just manage the school pickup without being late and, you know, making sure they're fed and in bed. I just wanted to give that as a reality check that it's a lot to hold on your own. It may be that you need to see a therapist or a psychologist or a coach to help you unpick some of these patterns, but also it's okay to not constantly get it right. It's okay if you occasionally let your inner critic slip out or you have a go at your children or you criticize them. And these old patterns come out because you are learning still. It does not need to be perfect. So really, we want to look out for those perfectionistic tendencies in the way that you try to let go of your perfectionism. Of course, it's going to be there because you're going to want to be like, let's roll up my sleeves. I'm now going to learn how to be compassionate. I'm not going to be a perfectionist anymore. And then you're being a perfectionist about how you go about doing that. This is one of the most common things I see, which means that we almost fall into a sense of self-sabotage. I try to do everything right and that's exhausting because I go in like 120% and that means that the kind of like the pendulum swings from doing everything to then nothing very, very quickly and we fall away and we stop doing the work, stop reading the books we picked up or stop listening to podcasts we sort out or stop going to the therapy sessions because we're so feeling that it needs to shift immediately. It's almost like impatience is going to be the thing that trips you up. So allow yourself to be work in progress. This is messy. This is chaotic. This is imperfect. And the whole process of letting go of perfect needs to be imperfect too. 